it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent. Hey, everybody, and welcome to a very somber All Pacers podcast today. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at all.pacers or on Twitter at all underscore pacers for all your daily Pacers news and updates and join the great community of fans we have there. With me, as always, is Jack. How are you doing, Jack? Hey, Jeremy. So not good. I'm taking. This is bad. This, man. Uh, yeah, bad. That's my answer. Well, before we jump into why Jack is so sad today, let, let's start out with a little bit of high note, then we'll get sad, and then we'll try and finish on a bit of a high note, too. Uh, we're just going straight in on games, and we're going to start with the Knicks game. Nice little win coming off the uh, All-Star break. We got up 24 or 27. Yeah, we were up pretty big. And uh, the Knicks almost came back on us, Mm -hmm. which was tough. They have that dude. Bobby Portis. Damian Dotson, man. (laughs) Damian Dotson looks good. He had six points, three rebounds, three assists. That's it? For real? Yeah. What are you talking about? All right. Well, maybe my analysis is wrong. You know, I guess my point is, is the Knicks aren't very good. Bobby Portis had 19. Yeah, he had a really good game. The thing I will say is we closed it out when it mattered most. And the rest of the game's whatever. Uh, I I had a friendly wager, of course. Okay. That, uh... Brogdon, Oladipo, and Reggie Bullock, uh, threes all over one and a half. And Reggie Bullock was actually the only one that hit two threes. Oh, man. So. <laughs> he looked bad, man. He killed me. Nine points. Yeah, it wasn't you. great. But a win is a win is a win. Yeah. Which right now is what the Pacers need. <laughs> because they followed up that one on Friday with what ended up being a tie for the second worst loss in franchise history yeah. against the Raptors. And in my experience... The worst loss I've ever experienced. Yeah. Well, I'm going to let Jack take it away on this one. Okay. Because I went to turn on the game yesterday, and a Boston College women's basketball game had gone over. (laughs) So I switched back to the WGC, watched a little golf, and when I turned back on the game, the Pacers were already down 20-3. to (laughs) So I said, all right, well, that's enough of that. Yeah. And quit watching. Well, you missed the uh, first field goal we made, which was at 657 left in the first wolf we were down one to 17 at one point in the game that's bad so uh, i have some takeaways from this game it ended up being a loss we lost uh 127 to 81 that's mm-hmm. 46 points for those of you who don't know mental math right off the top of your head like that but uh that was a tough loss jack did you know that mental math or did you ever uh, i did win the mathathon in fifth grade oh yeah so i did it in my head i didn't write down the 46 I am grateful, though, Jeremy, that we um, did not lose by 50 or more. That That is always so good. So silver linings, I guess, right? But yeah. No one could say they dropped a 50-burger on us, which is always <laughs> disrespectful. Except for the Warriors in 1977. <laughs> right. So I have a ton of takeaways. And Jeremy, as you know, I love the Pacers more than anything. Right. Well, there's some things I love more than the Pacers, <laughs> like my family, among other things. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. The Pacers made a real push for me to not love them as much. I'll tell you that. But what I will say is there might be some overreactions in here, so I hope you're prepared to pump the brakes. But Jeremy, if if you're a regular listener listener to this podcast, you know that Jack saying he might be overreacting is probably an understatement. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see. I mean, I think some of them are warranted. So I warranted Jeremy, warranted. Yeah. Well, I might have some overreactions on him. I don't even know. I have so much written down here. Like, I mean, we probably have a four hour podcast ahead of us. All right. Well, let's make it six hours and 
I don't know if I can do an extra two hours. Make everyone real sad here. Yes. But Jeremy, I would like to ask you, okay, if you agree or align with any of my beliefs here or statements, I would say maybe it's time to start the segment, release the brakes. Release the brakes. Yeah. Where just imagine we're driving down a hill, okay. which I started by pushing the car down this hill, which so, I'm also in. Well, I'm assuming that I was driving and you grabbed the wheel and turned it to make us drive down a hill. Okay, close. So you're like the driving instructor in the passenger seat with okay. the brake that you can press. Gotcha. I'm uh, in the driver's seat. I'm not a student, but I'm in the driver's seat for whatever right. reason. I uh, become wild, I guess you could say. Okay. And in this way, like maybe I have a wild take about the Pacers or just a real overreaction. That does sound like you. Yes. So I'm just driving down the road, do, 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 do. Then I turn left in an overreaction way, <laughs> drive down this steep hill and just lay back and let it happen. That's where you say pump the brakes. Maybe you pump the brakes, get me back on track, whatever yeah. it may be. However, Jeremy, if I'm going down this hill quick and you're like, well, you know what? I'd probably be doing the same thing right now. Maybe that's where you say, hey, release the brakes a little more. And we just roll down the hill even faster. All right. Well, let's see what you have to say. And I'll let you know. <laughs> Does if, that make sense? <laughs> yeah. I'll let you know if we're going to go down this hill together or not. Yeah. Uh, I also would like to say I was picturing San Francisco when I was uh, oh, describing that, that. That one street that well, goes back and forth. Oh, yeah. That too. Uh, I was just thinking all the hills there. Anyway. So I, I do have some takes. So like the Pacers didn't score the first field goal until 657 in the first. Right. Um, keep in mind, we started Aaron Holiday. We didn't have Oladipo. Edmund Sumner didn't play either. True. Which I don't know if that would have changed much, but we were without Oladipo. But I mean, ever since Oladipo came back, like we haven't looked like a good team. I mean, we've beat the Knicks, we've beat the uh, Bucks without Giannis, and we beat the Bulls with Oladipo's heroics. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the, other than those three games, what we've lost nine games mm-hmm. with Oladipo back. Our team hasn't figured it out chemistry-wise, and almost looks like a lot of our players are taking a step back. I mean, Sabonis is getting his double doubles. But Brogdon looks worse. TJ Warren's had some good games. Put up seven points against the Raptors last night. But, you know, they you would think that they would game plan towards Warren, especially with Oladipo out too. Yep. The thing about the Raptors is they started Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet at guards. Mm-hmm. And they had OG Ananobi, who we passed up on in the draft to get TJ Leaf. Yep. Pascal Siakam and Serge Ibaka as their starters. Yep. So here's how the matchups work. We have Brogdon and Aaron Holiday on Lowry and Van Vliet which were undermatched in that situation, which you, I mean, you wouldn't think that going into this game, but Kyle Lowry looked like the best player on the court. Well, Fred Van Vliet has been really, really good this yeah. season and dating back to the playoffs last year. He's been fantastic ever since he had his kid. Yeah, honestly. And then, okay. Other than that, I mean, we, we got beat in the guards right off the bat, but then they had OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam at forwards. Mm-hmm. We had TJ Warren and Demonis Sabonis guarding those two. Yeah. We, I mean, that's our biggest downfall is we can't stop athletic forwards. And, I mean, we haven't been able to all season. Yeah. Well, we had a, uh, we had one of our uh, Instagram followers write in and say that he thinks we need to switch, we need to trade Miles Turner for a center, which I don't think that's the case at all. We have a great center sitting right there with Demonis Sabonis. Yeah. What we need is a four. Yes. can actually play four. An athletic four. And guard those players because. You can't ask Sabonis and Turner to do it all the time. Stuff like this happens. Yeah. And, I I mean, it would be nice to see TJ Warren play the four every so often. Maybe yeah. just, like, see if he's capable of doing it. Because he has the type of body for the modern NBA four. Mm-hmm. Still getting better at defense. Yeah. I mean, I think he's taken a huge step forward this season. But what I will say is I do agree with that Instagram follower partially. Like, we do need to trade Miles Turner. But I do agree with you where 
it needs to be not a center because we have Sabonis. So, right. and then they started Serge Ibaka at center, and we started Turner at center. Mm-hmm. And Serge Ibaka had 21 points. But the thing is, is when when Miles Turner decided to try on help D, which I don't think he was good at help defense at all last night. When Turner would come over for help defense, Serge Ibaka would roll down the lane and have an easy dunk. So, I mean, we just we can't stop that this season. I don't know what else to do besides maybe wait till next year. Or it's too late to make a trade. So I don't know if there's any buyout candidates or anything, but I just think we're in a bad position this year, especially when it's coming playoff time and we're going to have to guard Giannis or, I don't know, Ben Simmons. Who do we have that can guard Ben Simmons right now? Right. Well, we saw what Zach Levine did to us or, yeah, when even, we played the Bulls. He just yeah. he got to the basket whenever he wants to. Yeah, so it's 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 a mess right now, and our lineup obviously isn't right for the modern NBA. That's what, that's what I believe. So I don't, I don't know if you want to pump the brakes on that or release the brakes. Uh, I'll pump the brakes a little bit. So – if you look at our last few games, we haven't had a game where we've shot better than 40% since the Pelicans game. And the three-point shooting has been terrible over this stretch, like in low 30s. Last night, we were 32% overall, which is horrible, and only 24% from three. So if there's a lot of – something's going on. Everybody's in a big slump. Brogdon especially hasn't yes. been hitting anything. So if the, we, we if we can get that turned around, the everything is going to start looking up again. Jeremy Lamb went down with a scary injury, mm-hmm. so he landed on his left knee weird. Immediately grabbed it, and I'm sure everyone's thought was he tore his ACL. Right. I mean, when you see it, you think that he's getting an MRI today. This is Monday, February 24th. He's and getting one today. I don't know if the results have been said or I'm, anything. I'm checking right now. They weren't expecting anything bad though. Yeah, they said all. All the prospects look good for him, yes. so he, it should return normal, and he might just miss a couple games yeah. here. So I wrote down some big things that we need to work on. Oh, also, someone did bring this up. You know that I, I was on Pacers Reddit, and someone said, um, we we ended up losing by close to 50, but that's not the stunning thing about it. The stunning thing is that Stanley Johnson got 10 minutes. That shows you how bad we lost, <laughs> and I totally agree with that. Like Stanley one. Johnson for the Raptors came in, played 10 minutes. And you know that we either lost big or won big, and we definitely didn't win big. So if Stanley Johnson comes in the game, someone's having a bad night. So I I wrote down, Jeremy, some big things that we need to work on going forward. And I feel like we've been saying this all season. We'll have to to look through some of our old podcasts. But what I noticed from last night's game is some some of these. So first of all, we need to work on rebounding because we are awful at rebounding. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sabonis can rebound. But other than that, Turner looks like he's never rebounded a ball in his life before. Any, any given night, you see him grab for a ball, and it's like, what? I mean, how, how have you made it this far as a center without being able to re- He's six foot eleven and can't rebound? He had seven last night. Okay, I mean, he'll get seven on any night, but you better get seven if you're six foot eleven. Yeah. you know? We were out-rebounded by almost 20 yes. yesterday. So uh, we can't rebound. Our help defense is awful. It's been awful for much of the season. I mean, we've had some good defensive games. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that's what we're supposed to be good at. But Turner has a hard time on help defense. Players like, I mean, Malcolm Brogdon on a few times last night, OG Ananobi would take him down to the right, like take Brogdon's left shoulder and have an easy basket. Or Lowry would do the same thing. And there were times where Turner would be down low waiting and then just let the person fly by him and score on Brogdon. What I will say about that is, Last night is a terrible example of uh, how we're playing defensively because when you're down 
by like 40 points in the second and third quarters, uh, your brain is shut off. Yeah. You, you don't care anymore. So that it's not – you can't really grab great examples from this game. Justin Holiday played hard all game, though. Mm-hmm. I would like to add that. Uh, that was that was a later point I was going to make, but now I've made it. There it is. Justin Holiday looks great always. Never gives up. Loved that about him. Next thing that we need to fix is we're taking too long to get plays set up, and this has been an issue that I've noticed all season. Yeah, I agree with that one. Yeah. So, I mean, we play slow. We play slower than a lot of NBA teams. It's, it's The starters. The starters. Clear. Yeah, that's that's true. So what's happening is we're waiting till like seven seconds left in the shot clock and then trying to make something happen. And a lot of times what happens is we take a contested three. Mm-hmm. TJ Warren, like every other game, will have like what, six seconds left on the shot clock and be able to drive in and hit a crazy shot. And you're like, what in the world? How does he make? I know right. I know you expect him to make those. I do. Every time he shoots still to this day, I'm like, how in the world are these going in? But that's every other game for me. More frequently recent, like he's been going back to back games hitting those shots, but like last night he had seven points, was getting covered extra hard. I mean, OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam were guarding him a lot, which mm-hmm. those guys are great at defense. But we're taking these bad shots with six or seven seconds left when, or we, we're lining up our plays with six or seven seconds left, and then taking these bad shots. And I mean, we can't function that way. We don't have players that can just make shots like that, you know. Yeah. If we had like LeBron or. Giannis or something like we'd be fine but we just don't have, we need to get our offense going quicker yeah we're we're one of the heaviest pick and roll teams in the league so which is great when it's when it's rolling but if you get a team that can defend the pick and roll really well uh you end up having this situation happen where it you run your pick and roll and then there's nothing there so then you have to reset and try and grab something in the last 10 seconds and we get into that kind of situation a lot Yes, yeah, so there's still a lot that we need to work on. I don't know if we're going to be able to fix this stuff. Like, rebounding-wise, I mean, rebounding, we're going to get it with Sabonis. We're going to get a ton of rebounds that way. But our guys just need to want it more, you know? Rebounding something where you can just run in and grab the ball. Like, they need to do that. Turner's not going to get his rebounds. Um, Sabonis will get his, but, like, these other guys, well, Warren, Lamb, dude, Oladipo, they need to come get the it's ball. It's not just running in and getting the ball. Uh, it's a it's lot true. of – true. We don't have – yeah, I agree. Positioning, it's getting on a man, boxing out – uh also philosophy of the team are you running back or not it's so there needs to be tweaks in all of those areas for the rebounding to improve yeah something i mean we lost in the rebounding competition by 20 points mm-hmm. or 20 rebounds last night so i don't know how to fix that other than or i don't know what to say about that other than the raptors just wanted it more i mean they also made more shots than us so there were less opportunities for rebounds but yeah. man it, it was a rough night all around and rebounding especially I wrote down, I did percentages, um, the worst plus minus per minute last night. I don't want you to do any research on this. I want you to try to guess who it is, okay? Okay. So the worst plus minus per minute played was who for the Pacers last night? Can I look at minutes? Yeah, yeah, you can look at minutes. I will say no one on the Pacers had a positive plus minus. The best plus minus was minus four from Jeremy Lamb. The lowest plus minus on the Pacers was Aaron Holiday with minus 35. That means when he was in the game, yeah, he was outscored by 35 points. Uh, I'm going to say TJ Warren. Ooh, TJ Warren had 29 minutes played, and his plus minus was minus 28. So Ooh, Not bad. <laughs> I guess not bad. Yeah, comparatively, maybe not. The worst... Plus minus per minute on the Pacers was none other than TJ Leaf with five minutes played and a minus nine plus minus. That means the Raptors 
every minute that TJ Warren was in scored 1.8 points per minute. Uh, I just want to say plus minus is already not a great stat. (laughs) (laughs) And the way you're doing it is making it even worse. I just, you know, I noticed it. I was like, TJ Warren or TJ Leaf played five minutes and allowed nine points or had a plus minus of minus nine. So I did the percentages for a lot of these guys and his was the worst. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, you can't really take a lot from that. This probably the second worst percentage wise is Jakar Sampson or Alizé Johnson. So I mean, it is the it is the right. like the bench players who come in and that happened to them. But they're also playing bench players. So don't forget. True. They're playing guys. I don't even know who Watson or Brissett is. Jacoby Brissett. Oh, Jacoby Brissett plays for the Raptors in the offseason? Yeah, just get works workouts in. Oh, you of know. course. I should have known that, man. So yeah, we had TJ Leaf playing against those guys. I mean, he had his, like the other guys that we had playing in right. with him. But, I mean, if TJ Leaf has five minutes played and minus nine plus minus against those guys, like, I don't know. You would, I don't know. I don't want to talk about TJ Leaf. Never mind. Okay. Let's move on. It's just making me sick. <laughs> My next point is, and you might not like this. I feel like you're going to disagree. And this is all I wrote. I just wrote, Turner is bad. Okay. Period. <laughs> well, he didn't have a good game. But that can be said for everyone. Yes. So, <laughs> But he also, yeah, nobody had a good game. Sabonis had a double-double. But, yeah, I mean, I mean, Turner has a lot of bad games, man. I'm just like, at this point, why? how in the world did we not trade Turner at the trade deadline? For anything. Yeah. Obviously, this team doesn't work. You can't play with two centers in the NBA anymore. Like, you can't play with two centers. Turner can hit threes, and he spaces the floor that way. Yeah. But, like, it's just not... It's literally not working because we can't guard fours on other teams. And yeah. we haven't been able to all season. The, maybe the problem was they expected to get more back for Turner in the trade deadline because I, I, surely they were talking about um, trades with other teams, right? Yeah. But how is he... I mean, how is he still on the team? I love Turner. I love who he is as a person, but... Man, this was just not the right move if we wanted to compete this season. I I'll disagree that he's a bad player. Okay. I but and we've already covered this. He's he's not playing in a role that's going to help him succeed. He needs to be coming off the bench and getting actual center minutes when Sabonis isn't on the court with him. And they just they can't do it because they don't really have a four and they also pay him 20 million. Yeah, that doesn't help really. No. But yeah, they're gonna have to figure out something here going forward because it's it's not working. Yeah. So I'm sure we'll make the playoffs. Right now in my head, it just feels like we're not gonna make the playoffs. I know we will, but this was a tough loss. You have to understand. Yeah. I know we'll make the playoffs, but I mean, man, is this even go- like what are we gonna do come playoff time? Is Turner still gonna be starting? Is he still gonna be playing 28 minutes a game, 30 minutes a game? You know, like like I I just feel like going into the playoffs with this lineup, it's not gonna work. Well, again, we have a lot of injuries still and there's still plenty of time to figure it out yeah well we did it was just oladipo last night but jeremy Jeremy lance hurt now so i would expect to see oladipo back next game Mm -hmm. but i mean we're just down to one injury then right yeah but it's every game somebody's out that's true we're not it's hard to get chemistry going we don't have any games where everybody's playing and it's definitely not helping anything true so yeah hopefully we can hopefully the team will figure something out i mean i i i like your idea of turner coming off the bench I can't imagine the Pacers would ever do that. But last night, what should have happened, and I wrote this down, is our starting lineup should have been Aaron Holiday, Brogdon, Warren, Justin Holiday, Demonis Sabonis. Mm-hmm. That should have been the lineup. Or not, maybe not Aaron Holiday, maybe Jeremy Lamb in there. 
But, I mean, that should have been our lineup going into this game. And the problem, like, when you see that they're going to – or when you know they're going to start OG Ananobi and Pascal Siakam. Yeah. And you're – like, you know that and you're still starting Demonis Sabonis and Miles Turner. Like, you, you – there's something wrong there, you know? Yeah. Like, you got to change that. Maybe they need to adjust per game, like, who the lineup is. Justin Holiday has been one of our best players this season. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Miles Turner would understand – that he probably shouldn't be in this game or maybe even bring Sabonis off the bench but he's our all-star so I don't know if that would have no, worked bringing Sabonis off the bench has not been an option for a while yeah so something needed to change last night for us to not lose by 46 that's probably not the only answer like there's right. a lot that went wrong but Turner and Sabonis starting just doesn't make sense going forward for me Here, here's my number one thing that went wrong last night and it's gone wrong for us a number of times over the season okay I've brought this up a couple times. Uh, first quarters are yeah. terrible. We've had quarters of, I think, 15, well, 16, like 15, 13 twice, and now 12. We just keep getting worse and worse. And fourth, oh, and this is our worst quarter. Worst of the season. Oh, shoot, And it's just the numbers keep getting lower for some reason right. as the season has gone on. I don't know what's going on with these slow starts. Players look lethargic out there. Yeah. They look uninterested a lot of the time. I'm getting a little worried that they're doing a my turn, your turn type of thing right mm-hmm. now, you know, because they have so many guys who have proven that they can score this season and just coming out, they're like, all right, whose turn is it? Who's going to start this game? Who's going to be the best player? And when they're taking turns like that, you're just not getting into the offensive flow. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what it is. It, it, part of it is that for sure. But like I said, like they don't always look interested to be out there. They're taking weird shots, not getting into things right. Something's got to change here where we're getting off to faster starts. Ooh, I have an idea. Let's just for three minutes to start games, put TJ McConnell, Doug McDermott, Justin Holiday, Demonis Sabonis, and TJ Warren in. Let's just see. Just for the first three minutes. Then you can put our regular starters in. I don't want to, to start a game versus the other team's starters, though. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, look. If you're just getting the pace up, like start McConnell, get the ball moving, get our other scorers in, bring McDermott in, run a few plays through him and Justin Holiday, who are going to nail threes. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. That would never happen. I, I probably wouldn't want that to happen either. But I would predict a lineup change for a game on Thursday, though. For sure, yeah. Something will switch here. You can't have another. You can't have a game like this and then do change nothing. Something's <laughs> something is going to change. Like Oladipo will come back. Yeah, <laughs> that'll be one change. We are playing Charlotte, so yeah, something probably will change. Like we should be able to win that. We're in Indy against Charlotte. Yeah. Sorry, I said Thursday. I meant Tuesday. Oh, okay, Tuesday. Yeah. Oh, two months after Christmas. You know how festive we are here. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> February twenty fifth against Charlotte. Um. Should be a win for us after coming off a huge loss like this. We'll yeah. see how demoralized we are. I would expect us to answer this game with a big win against Charlotte. I would hope so, yeah. I would hope so. Um, especially with the way Charlotte's been playing recently, too. True. They don't look good. Anyway, let's move on. My next point that I have is um, it's something that I noticed was McConnell was barely in the game. Mm-hmm. I think he's been great off the bench. Yeah. Partially, it was because Aaron Holiday got the start alongside Malcolm Brogdon. So we had our two point guards already playing. Aaron Holiday has been sitting a lot of this right. more recent part of the season. The reason he starts with Malcolm Brogdon is because he's more of a scoring combo guard. Mm-hmm. McConnell's more of a point guard yes. in a lot of ways, just like Brogdon is. I mean, they're different players, but they do both facilitate. It's nice to have Aaron Holiday in there to shoot. Couldn't really shoot that well last night. Right. Part of the shooting woes of the entire team. Yeah, he had a he had a big three that kind of started a run for us, which I think cut the score to like seventeen at one point. <laughs> but 
other than that, like, I mean, TJ McConnell, that was Aaron Holiday who did that. But mm-hmm. TJ McConnell barely played. He's someone who off the bench gets our offense going and plays hard defense yeah. all over the court. He's one of the I mean, he's one of the guys on our team who just won it mm-hmm. more than a lot of the other teams. So yeah, it was tough to see him not play a lot last night. And uh that was a bummer. Yeah, that's been one of the big problems since Oladipo came back is figuring out when guys are going to get their minutes because Aaron Holiday and McConnell have earned their minutes over yep. the course of the season and now they're just not there anymore. Yep. So part of the it's an, just another chemistry issue having to figure out who when are guys going to play, what situations are they going to be best in in new roles essentially coming off the bench. Yeah, and you have to think partially Aaron Holiday starting this game was like coach wanted to show him that we still like him as a player. Right. You know, I think probably mentally him not playing in what eight games now mm-hmm. has has probably been tough for him, especially as a young player who has earned minutes in the league and just isn't getting playing time just because we have a player that's back, you know. Yeah. So I think a lot of this was for confidence. I don't know how confident you can be after having a minus thirty five plus minus. True. So every time it, his total time in the game he was outscored by thirty five. That's so demoralizing. Mm-hmm. So I mean you you do have to think that this partially was like coach showing that Aaron Holiday is important to the Pacers. But it is, I mean, it is tough to see McConnell not play that much. Had nine minutes, which was just four minutes more than TJ Leaf. Yeah. <laughs> which you never want as an NBA player. No, if, and if I'm ranking uh, which guards are getting the most minutes, like, I'm going to, I have to put McConnell above Aaron Holiday, I think. Yeah. Just because the way he runs the point guard for the second unit, yeah. he's, I think he's more important to our success there than Aaron Holiday would be. Yes. As much as I like Aaron Holiday as a player. Oh, you you really like him? I do, but I don't think he's as important. Do you like to, like him? Yeah. <laughs> don't tell him though. <laughs> hey, McConnell, my friend over there thinks you're cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, like I said, Justin was at full speed the whole game. Mm-hmm. He wanted it. I already said that, so I'm gonna go to my next point. I wish we. This is. I truly believe this. I underlined this on my notes too. Oh. I wish we had this game before trade deadline. Uh huh. So that we could have made a deal. Something. Yes. Yeah. Because going into trade deadline, we're like, all right, Oladipo's back. We're in these close games. The only time that, like, I, I think we lost to the Raptors by 12 or 15. I just totally made that up. I have no idea. Uh, No, it was one really close loss and then one that was, like, eight or something. Yeah. So, like, we, we had close games. Um, We lost to the Pelicans by seven. But other than that, like, I mean, we had close game so i think if we had this 46 point loss going into trade deadline we're like wow we need to make a move maybe mm-hmm. it's time to move jeremy lamb and tr- trade miles turner do right. something because first of all we have to appease oladipo who we want here long term yep but also we have a good enough team and a good core player like we have great core players where going into the playoffs like we could make some noise mm-hmm if we didn't, if we would have had this loss before trade deadline, I really believe something would have happened. Like you got to pull the trigger on something. And now that we had it after, I'm sure the executives, Chad Buchanan and Kevin Pritchard, are like, oh shoot, yeah, <laughs> what do we do? Because well, obviously we can't beat the Raptors. Obviously, right? Obviously we can't. Like, and th- we're gonna potentially meet them in the playoffs. Probably not with the way we've been playing, but the chance that we meet them in the playoffs, like, there's no shot, man. We're we're gonna get swept four uh, zero. This this goes along with your uh, last point. That well, my response to your last point, we've got ten guys who can consistently get good minutes on this team, yeah. and in the playoffs, you cannot play ten guys yeah. <laughs> that much time. We have to shrink the uh, minutes guys are getting, 
and figure out a lineup that's going to work and roles for these guys that are going to be the most successful for the team. Uh, when you play 2K and you're doing a my career, like the hardest part of it is not giving guys minutes. Yeah. Am, am I oh, wrong? True, because like, the morale goes down. For yeah, you have guys. to go through the tree and you're like, oh, I don't want to cut any of your all's minutes. Man, I, I hate that so I much. I put you on my team because I like you and yeah. I want you to play. But it's it's a real thing that happens to these guys. Some of them aren't going to play. And yeah. you, just because you're not playing as much doesn't mean you're not important. When you go in, you're in your role. That's hugely important for the success of the team. Yeah. So typically in the playoffs, teams will play like seven guys. Yeah, seven or eight guys. You got a small depending, rotation. Depending on the round, mostly. But like first round, we could we could see like nine guys. That's that's still too much. That's Nine guys is a lot for the regular season. I, I agree. But I think the Pacers could do that. Think like Jeremy Lamb went out early. Oladipo wasn't playing. Other than that, like we played seven deep for the most part, mm-hmm. if you don't count McConnell, because our bench players were Justin Holiday, McDermott. We had Turner, Warren, Brogdon, Sabonis, and Aaron Holiday who started. If you add Oladipo and Jeremy Lamb into that, that's nine deep. You would think Aaron Holiday would get switched with McConnell in that mm-hmm. rotation when they're all healthy. That's yeah. still nine players. You know, like out of those guys, who are we not playing? Turner's probably not going to play a ton of minutes, um, or he probably shouldn't play a ton of minutes down the stretch in a playoff game. Right. I don't like how him and Sabonis switch off on offense defense when it's a close game. That's really annoying to me because, mm-hmm. I mean, put faith in Sabonis. Yeah, I don't think he gets a rap for not being a great defender, but I don't think he's as bad as people no. think he I mean, he, he, is. Can, he can handle himself. And what, if they go at him, like, fine, pull someone over and get some help defense and mm-hmm. just rotate. Like, I mean, we can figure out. it's It takes him out of his rhythm. Yep. He sits on the bench. Like, that's not good for your legs. I mean, I don't know how many players we're going to play in the playoffs, assuming we make the playoffs. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> so, I mean, we potentially could play nine. I would like to see seven, but I just don't know what two guys don't get minutes, you know? See, and we're in, we're in the stretch run here. And if you're not figuring out what you're going to do for the playoffs right now, then that means you're going to end up figuring it out during the playoffs, and that's not going to go no. well. Yeah, because, I mean – well, also, like, who's going to sit out of these guys? It's going to be Justin Holiday, McDermott, McConnell, Lamb. Yeah. I'd... You you can't decide that. See, Aaron Holiday put him in there, too, because Oladipo would move into the starting see, lineup. See, and that's, and that's what I'm saying is you need to sh- shrink these minutes now so you can figure out Gosh, what's going to be going on later I can't on. imagine who it would be. It makes, it, this is so tough. I could not imagine who it would be out of those guys. If And this is hard to say because he's been a starter all season. I think it might be Jeremy Lamb. Yeah. Because – Look at the impact some of these other guys have off the bench compared to what Jeremy Lamb's impact often is as a starter. Yeah. And it's it's completely different. Totally. Um, That'd be wild. Mm-hmm. That'd be really weird. Yeah. It'd be strange. I mean, his start of the season looked really good for stretches. Well, his start of the season was he got hurt and missed three games. That's Oh, that's so true. Good point. <laughs> I forgot all about that. So after when he started his season. Right. <laughs> So those are my thoughts on the Pacers-Raptors game last night. I mean, we wanted to get this out as quick as we could after that game. And these could be overreactions for all we know. Like, maybe we come back the next few games and win by 20 each. Like, I, I feel like my responses were all measured and thoughtful <laughs> and not overreactions. I just I kept waking up last night in cold sweats, just panicking from this <laughs> loss, you know. So, yeah, those are our thoughts. We, d- we lost by 46. It is what it is. It's going to be tough for the Pacers to answer to something that demoralizing, but we, I think we both believe that they could, that they will answer to this. Yeah, I agree. So, okay. So here's, Oh, 
real quick though, yeah. we uh, we did reach out before we started. We asked for if if any of you all had some thoughts on this. Ooh, good point. Uh, Jack, did anybody bring up anything that we haven't talked about? Well, yet? let me pull my phone out of my skinny jeans. No, no one said anything. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> and we're only down to six followers. Oh boy! Wow, <laughs> this Pacers loss really took a toll on us. We got a good amount of responses for you guys. A lot of them are pretty similar to the same things. I'm just going to read a few of them, though. Um, a lot of you guys are saying we're going to be a first-round exit. Is that an overreaction for you, Jeremy? That's an overreaction for me. I'm still confident we'll make it to the second round. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. You think we'll beat the five-seed Philadelphia 76ers? Oh, wait. We're six-seed. You think we'll beat the three-seed Miami Heat, Boston Celtics? Well, it's so fluid right now. There's no way to tell who it could be. But I think if... When we get this figured out, we can beat anybody in the East except for the Bucks. I would be worried about that. Wow! But I don't think we'll be an eight seed. So Dude, I would. I feel like I got to pump the brakes on you. I even said though this before. I, believe... I would. I would almost like. I would like to play the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, I would like to play the Seventy Sixers too. I, I think that's. I think I would be most confident playing them. Yeah, but quotes Jeremy, if we play the Celtics, quotes Jeremy, Jason Tatum's the best player in the league. I did not say that. Pretty much, man. You said it with your eyes. I said that Bill Simmons <laughs> said that Jason Tatum would be one of the best players in any playoff matchup except against the Bucks. No, you said he would be the best player. Right. Him Which or, is so crazy to me, man. Him or Embiid in Sixers series. Oh, my gosh. We're not dude. doing this again. We're not doing this again. I can't talk. We talked about this before the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. He's so overrated. All right. We had some people say... Well, one guy said, Evan Arms says, I'm a better basketball player than half this team. <laughs> I'm going to say pump the brakes because <laughs> I, I will guarantee you're not. Hey, Evan Arms, you've got your brakes pumped by Jeremy. Uh, remember this day. Jack wants to challenge you to one-on-one. <laughs> I, hey, man, I'll beat you one-on-one, Evan Arms. You just drive on down to southern Indiana and you hit me up. All right. Someone said, this is Pacers full season, a true fan, a fan from day one of ours. So shout out to you. He says, "If you're still a fan after that, then you're then you're a true fan." <laughs> I think that's obvious because I think if you're not a fan after that, you weren't a true yeah, fan anyway. I agree. <laughs> that's like Captain Obvious on that one commercial, right? Which are really I hate those commercials, and I just referenced it, so yeah, they win. I guess, I guess their marketing worked. Um, a lot of people are saying sad. They're sad. This guy just says extreme sadness. It is disappointing. That's for sure. Yep. So those are some of your guys' responses. Thanks for reaching out and uh, giving us some answers and content for this podcast. Yeah, we got a lot more responses to that, but we, we already covered pretty much most of the stuff everybody said, yeah. so we don't want to rehash it yes. all here. Ooh, hash browns. What are your mm. favorite type of hash browns? I like the shredded ones. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of flip-flop between that and like the chunky ones. The cubes? Yeah, the cubes. Uh, I like cubes if they're the small cubes. Yeah. What about McDonald's hash browns? That's fine. Uh, my wife really likes the Chick-fil-A hash browns right now, and oh. I don't really like them. They're kind of greasy. I haven't had them. So. Yeah, they're, they're just a little circle, like hockey pucks, but oh. little. But little. <laughs> like the circle tater tots you get in high school? Yes, exactly <laughs> like that. Yeah. Well, I'm on your side then. I don't like those at all. <laughs> it is Chick-fil-A, though, and it's hard for them to do, to do any wrong. You That's know? true. Anyway, let's move on. Freaking Jeremy bringing up hash browns. All right, here's some of my other thoughts for the rest of this season, or just... What's gone on so far? Okay, unless do you want to keep talking about the Raptors game at all? No, I think we're good. I think <laughs> yeah, I'm over it, man. I'm really sweaty and just like red <laughs> steam coming out of my ears, which is weird because I'm wearing these big headphones, so you can't see. It's right. just like a whole sweaty mess inside these earphones. Anyway, 
Here's some of my thoughts on this season going forward. First of all, we need to lock up Oladipo with a long-term extension. Mm -hmm. They had talks earlier a couple weeks ago. They couldn't come to an agreement quite well. They basically were like, hey, let's let's visit this in the offseason. Yeah. My guess when I hear that is the Pacers offered Oladipo less than like the maximum max deal they could mm -hmm. because he's coming back from an injury. And Oladipo's like, no, nah, let's wait till the season's over. I bet I could earn more. We'll talk in the offseason. I mm -hmm. doubt it was disrespectful in any way. Yeah. I doubt that. I don't think they could go into those negotiations offering anything less than a max. Yeah. It could also be Oladipo saying, hey, I want more talent around me, which I really hope that's not what's happening because that's right. that's always the beginning of an end for a player. So hopefully Oladipo believes in this team enough, believes in our general manager, Chad Buchanan, and our president of basketball operations, Kevin Pritchard, enough, plus our coach. Yep. Hopefully he does. So I really believe that our biggest concern for the rest of this year and the like going into next season is we got to get Oladipo that max deal. So what do you think about that or the contract extension? I'm wondering if Oladipo wants to see what the salary cap's going to do for next year or the year after. Because oh. depending on if it dips or not, that'll affect how much money is in the max. That's contract. really good perspective. So I think a, lo a lot of guys probably want to wait to know what they're going to be signing up for before they agree to anything. Yeah, totally. And he does have one year left on his contract. Yeah. If we don't get this contract extension done by next season, you have to think that they're going to start exploring some trades, mm -hmm. which I really hope it doesn't get to that. Right. Well, I mean, you definitely have to gauge on or gauge Oladipo and see like how he's feeling about all this stuff. But I mean, we, we got to get this deal done. And I guess, I mean, that's a great point what you said. He probably does want to see what the salary cap's going to look like. Mm -hmm. I bet he's his agents are projecting it to go up. Right. And Oladipo also, can earn more at that point. Also, he knows the Pacers have no negotiating power because <laughs> that's so true they want him to stay so bad yeah so he has all the cards in his hand hey and you know what man i got hey oladipo if you're listening out there hey i accept that we have no negotiating power <laughs> we'll give you whatever you want okay jack jack will give you all his cards too yeah you can have two sets of cards in your hands. <laughs> you take them man you take whatever you want okay you can have this these huge pictures of me over here you can have this tv you can have these two jerseys this jermaine o'neill and ron Artest jersey you can have that's, An old IU sweatshirt. You have that throwback IU sweatshirt, which shrinks really badly. It's about a size small now, but it was a large. So we'll just we'll talk to you about how you need to wash that whenever you pick it up. <laughs> so yeah, you definitely want to read the tag, Oladipo. <laughs> so I hope this is enough. I hope the money that the Pacers offer you is plenty. And if anybody out there knows Oladipo, if he's not listening, just let him know that we've offered a large picture of Jack, two old jerseys, and an old sweatshirt. <laughs> Yeah, and, and a TV. And if that's a not if that's not enough, then I don't know what is. Right. Anyway, let's move on. That's I mean, I Oladipo needs to resign. <laughs> if yes. that doesn't happen, I don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> we might quit all Pacers. Who knows? Anyway, my next thing, which I've already talked about plenty, Turner needs to be traded in the offseason for a talented wing player mm -hmm. or a stretch four or something. I think a stretch four now is a talented wing player. I, yeah. Well. We need a guy who identifies more as a four. That's very clear. Mm -hmm. um, also, figure out what we're going to do with Goga going forward because that's not panning out the way I wanted it to or how anybody really wanted it to. We'll see what's going to happen here. Yeah. I was talking about this with one of my friends the other day, and we said it, it looks pretty clear now that we should have stashed him in Europe for a couple of years and oh. let him to continue to grow. I think it was a mistake bringing him over this early. Yeah, that's a good point. He hasn't got a ton of opportunity. He's been playing for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Yeah. And... What I will say is the G League has taken a step forward. 
it has a way more deep and talented league than it has been before. For a center like him, you're going to get more competition over in Europe for yeah. sure. Yeah. It would be tough for us to... I mean, I think it would be a bad look for the Pacers if we drafted Goga that early mm-hmm. and then just kept him in Europe, especially with like the other players that we could have drafted. Well, it happens. Like, Look at Ricky Rubio. He got drafted and left over there for like four years. But if you need a player to develop, you can leave him over there. Yeah. It's not a big deal. But are we really basing what the Pacers should do off the Minnesota Timberwolves? No. Okay. <laughs> I base everything off what the Suns do. Yes. Great. So uh, I also wanted to bring up, this is another point, TJ Leaf saw has a year left with this team. This isn't his last season. <laughs> for whatever reason, we picked up next season's player or team option for him yeah. in the off season or before this season even started. Yep. And that's all I want to talk about TJ Leaf there. Next point. Brogdon has not lived up to his efficiency hype at all. Mm-mm. And yes, he's gotten way more opportunities to create shots for himself on this team. But you wouldn't think his numbers would dip this much in efficiency. Um, a couple of you all in your messages to us brought up Brogdon not playing very well recently. And like I mentioned it earlier, I think that he is in a big shooting slump. It's not looking great for him. But hopefully it can get turned around. Like It's probably mentally when these guys go into shooting slumps, it's not because they all of a sudden aren't a good shooter anymore. There's something going on there, and he just needs to turn it around. Yeah, so it's definitely scheme, like his opportunity with the ball, all this stuff. I mean, all of that plays a factor into this. Mm-hmm. So right now... His free throw percentage is 89.7, mm-hmm. which, is, I mean, you expect him to be over 90. He's pretty close. He's been I'm missing... not going to be mad about 89.7. No, I'm not mad at that at all. He has missed some important free throws at points th- this season, though. Field goal percentage, he's averaging 43% as opposed to 50% last year. Yep. That hurts, but he does have the ball more in his hands. Three-point percentage, he's at 30%. Yeah. That's not good, especially since he was averaging 43% or close to 43% last year. And both of those numbers have taken a dip, I think, specifically since Oladipo came back. I think it's really messing with him, how he, how much he's getting the ball and how he fits into the team now. Yeah. So, like I said, it's just... Rhythm. It's You need to figure it out now, so we're not figuring it out later, but I think they will figure it out. Yeah. Okay, something else. This is my last thing that I just had this thought preparing for this podcast. I think Sabonis needs to transition into like a Jokic type of player where you get the ball to him down low and run the offense through him because clearly he knows how to make the right pass. He even comes from a, his dad is maybe the greatest passer in NBA history out of the big man position. Yeah. We need to try to, we just need to try it. Just try to run the offense through Sabonis. Maybe we do this. It would be so nice. I don't think this will happen, but it'd be so nice if we could see this against Charlotte where we just, for the whole game to say, hey, let's just try to run the offense through Sabonis as much as we can. Let him make stuff happen from there. Let him score if he has the opportunity to. I mean, Brogdon's probably our best playmaker right now, but Sabonis has been looking so good as a playmaker recently. You just described the number one way to guarantee Oladipo leaves. If oh. we tell him that we're going to run the offense through a different player. Oh, dude, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Oh, man. So you, we can't. <laughs> we just can't. Okay. So plan B. Let's move Oladipo to the center position and run the offense through him down low. <laughs> also, I would say uh, Sabonis is transitioning into a double-double machine, triple-double frequently type guy yeah. without us focusing the offense through him. That's true. So it's not like we need to try harder to do it. He's getting his numbers and he's playing really well. Last night would have been nice to do that. He is maximizing the role he has been given and it's working really well for him yes especially as a filler piece in the oladipo paul george trade. Right. yeah okay well eh, you know 
If <laughs> Oladipo sits out again, let's let's do it. All right, so those are my thoughts for the rest of the season. Do you have anything else you want to say, or like, do you just want to go back and pump the brakes on anything I said? Or no, I think we covered it. I think I pumped the brakes sufficiently. When, yeah, it kind of sucks. Not gonna lie. It's my favorite thing to do is when you're really down on the team, just telling you, "Hey, you're an idiot." <laughs> yeah, and I even <laughs> I even opened up the opportunity for you to release the brakes more because I thought that eased the pain a little bit nope. if you did pump the brakes, but you never did. No, nope. <laughs> you never released the brakes. So yeah, it cut a little deep today. We haven't done that in a while. But Jeremy, I didn't want to stop there. Okay. With all these thoughts that we had, I wanted to end on more of a fun thing. Well, I wanted to do that. Oh, you wanted to stop there? I said we're going to start at a good spot, and you kind of tried to turn that into a bad spot anyway. Well, you know how fluctuating my emotions are. And then we were going to go to the sad spot. Yes. You you tried to do that, and I tried to make it less sad. Yes. And now we're going to end on a high high note. Yeah, something more fun. Uh, I have our mid-season Pacers Awards, which... I took the NBA season awards, which mm-hmm. are like MVP, Defense Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, et cetera. I took all those, but I just did it for the Pacers. All right. So I have first, second, and third team. I didn't do defensive teams, but I did first, second, third team, all Pacers. Okay. I did MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved Player, Coach of the Year, and Executive of the Year. All right. And I have the runners up, the second place and third place award for those uh, other awards, and I'll read those as well. So my first team all pacers this season and if you disagree or wanted to add someone else let me know this, this is, is just starters? as much your list as it is mine is it the starters no all right and this might be an overreaction to last game who knows it probably is yeah probably so i have brogdon lamb warren sabonis justin holiday as my first team all pacer this season i think justin holiday makes that team okay i think because I, I know that's probably the only one you'd no, be that's, questioning no that's fine with it. i'm good with it yeah i think justin holiday makes the team because he has been our best player off the bench mm-hmm. and i mean he's been consistently good yep shooting 42 percent from three and great on defense yeah so that's why i have him there i did put turner on my second team because he's been inconsistent and hasn't taken that step forward like we all expected right and i do think that i think that affects you negatively too mm-hmm. especially in lists like this my second team i have tj mcconnell aaron holiday mcdermott had to get the mcdouble boys in there of course jakar sampson and miles turner as my second team i punished oladipo well, yeah, that's for this because he's played eight games this year. Right, you can't have him on first or second. Team. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> I put Jakar Sampson on here because when we need him, he steps up and he plays well. That's fair. Yeah, he does step up when he gets in. The only other options that you could like argue for that because I think McConnell, Aaron Holiday, McDermott, and Turner belong on that second team. Yeah, I think the only other options you have for Jakar Sampson's spot is Sumner, Goga Batadze. That's that's it. Yeah, and yeah. Jakar Sampson's probably been better than both those guys. You I know? agree. So. Which we haven't seen a lot of Jakar Sampson recently either, but when we start him, I mean he plays pretty good. Yeah, and he plays well. I mean he plays well in that position. So third team, oh we'll recap. My second team was McConnell, Aaron Holiday, McDermott, Sampson, Turner. Yep. My third team, which was very easy because there's not <laughs> a lot of players who have played. I have Oladipo, Sumner, T.J. Leaf, Goga Batadze, and then f- for the fifth spot, I split it in half because Nas has only played three games, <laughs> but has played well in those three games. Yeah. I have Nas split with Alizé Johnson, who's played more, but has only played four minutes per game. Right. So those are that's my last and final spot for the third team. I agree. Do you agree with that? Yeah. I think the only questionable ones are Justin Holiday on first and Samson on second, but but I like both of those. I yeah, think those are good. I, I think it makes sense. So those are our well, mine and I guess Jeremy's now because you agree. Yep. Those are our all NBA midseason or all Pacers midseason awards, and we'll yep. do this again at the end of the season if we remember. Yeah. <laughs> also, a quick shout out to uh, Naz Mitru Long's brother, Elijah Mitru Long, 
who led UNLV to a big win over undefeated San Diego State the other day. Yeah, and it also lost me 20 bucks. I had a parlay bet. It was an 18-parlay bet. All I needed was San Diego State to beat UNLV, and I would have won. Yep. And sure enough, Nas Mitchell-Long's younger brother came and ruined that for me. Yeah, well, yesterday all I needed was Portland to win by five, and they couldn't do it nope. against Detroit. It's miserable. <laughs> Potentially the worst team in the league, Detroit. No, that's the Cavs. Everybody oh, knows that. Well, they no, the Cavs have the best player in the league. Yeah, but he's not playing. <laughs> Next, I have MVP for the Pacers. Okay. Do you have a guess who this is? Uh, Sabonis. Yes, it is Sabonis. <laughs> I have two runners up. Do okay. you want to guess who these are? Uh, TJ Warren. He's my he's third. Okay. And I'm going to say Brogdon. Yeah, Brogdon's second. That was tough because Brogdon hasn't been great recently. Yeah. But I think he's our second most important player. Warren, by the end of the season, could be our second most important player. Could be our most important player. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I could overreact from last night and say, no, he's <laughs> never going to be that. Right. But it's Sabonis, Brogdon, and Warren for me in that order. But Sabonis wins MVP. I like it. Defensive player of the year. Do you have any guess who this might be? I'm going to say Justin Holiday. Ooh, dude. I almost did that. I have him as my runner-up. I reluctantly gave it to Miles Turner. And the only reason why is he's averaging 1.9 blocks a game. I don't think he's a great defender, but I think his presence in the post affects the game enough to where guards don't necessarily want to drive against yeah, him. Yeah, that's fair. So I think um, Miles Turner is the defensive player of the year. Steals plus blocks percentage or per game uh-huh. numbers-wise, he's number one if you add those up okay. on the Pacers. So just yeah, that cool. alone, he wins defensive player of the year. I wanted to knock him down because he can't rebound. But Now, if the media was voting on this, he wouldn't get it because he doesn't rebound. Oh, that's, which is why he didn't get it. That's so true. Multiple yeah. times. Or why he hasn't made a defensive team yet. Yeah. Which also it's because he can't really play defense that well. <laughs> but he can. He's an anchor down low, yeah. and that's all that we need. He can't play one on one defense that well. I don't think. All right. Runner up, I do have Justin Holiday, mm-hmm. and then as the third place player, who do you think it should be? Uh, Brogdon. Ooh, I almost did that. McConnell. I didn't do McConnell. I didn't even think about that. I, I put T.J. Warren. Oh, okay. And third. I yeah. think he's been really good on defense this year. I like year. that. Yeah. yeah. I think he's held his own really well. And compared to the last few seasons to mm-hmm. now, I think he's stepped up big time, which matters. Rookie of the year. I had two choices for this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's between the mighty, mighty Goga Batadze and your boy, Brian Bowen, the second. So do you have a guess who rookie of the year I'm going to guess you gave it to Goga. I gave it to Goga. Runner up is Brian Bowen. <laughs> and those are only rookies. So yeah. there's no third guy. Nas Mitru Long's played for the Jazz for a couple seasons mm-hmm. in his career. So. Those are our guys for rookie of the year. Most improved player. Who do you think the winner should be? Um, Just out of like you just saying this out of nowhere after doing no research, who would your most improved player be? I sprung this on you. I know. I'm sorry. TJ McConnell. Ooh. No. Not a runner up even. No. Not even my top three. Huh. Justin Holiday. Mm-mm. Just based on low expectations going in. Yeah. Well, that's true. I mean. That w- that's a pretty good reason to do that. Uh, for you, I'm going to say TJ Warren. No, he's my runner-up. I have Sabonis as my most improved player. Really? Yeah. That's, I mean, he's. I the, thought I thought he'd be a runner-up. No, he's the most improved player. I mean, especially like coming off the bench last year to now being a starter, yeah. putting up double doubles consistently, and an All Star. I think he's our most improved player. Mm-hmm. Warren is second, mm-hmm. and then third, I have Doug McDermott. <laughs> and I only I strictly did this based on how. We all felt about him last year. That's true. To how good he is now. Yeah. You know? So, like, now, as soon as he shoots, you think it's going in. Yeah. And I, I think McConnell could have gone there, too. McConnell could have gone there, for sure. He's been so good this year. Yeah. And expectations-wise, I agree. It could have been him or Justin Holiday mm-hmm. as well. So, Sabonis, Warren, McDermott. That's my most improved players list. I have Sabonis winning it. 
Coach of the Year. Do you have any guess who this might be? Uh, Popeye Jones. Dude, he's my runner-up. Oh, <laughs> Great guess. I have Nate McMillan as Coach of the oh, Year. Oh, okay. No surprise. Runner-up, I have Popeye Jones because of his name. Uh-huh. Third, I have Dan Burke because of his in-game interviews yes. that he does. And that's that's the only reasons I have them <laughs> as two and three. All right. But, you know, I think it has to go to Nate McMillan since he's the coach. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, I have Executive of the Year. Do you have any Ooh. guess who this might be? I have a tie for this one. I'm going to say Kevin Pritchard. Yes. And? Larry Bird. And, well, Larry Bird would have been good. But Chad Buchanan's there as well because oh, he's course, our general manager. Of course. So I have Chad Buchanan and Kevin Pritchard tied. <laughs> Runner-up, I have Sam Presti from the Thunder. Oh, thank you. Because thank he you, gave Sam. us Sabonis and Oladipo. True. You could argue that he is the executive of the year for the Pacers. <laughs> but I think the moves that Buchanan and Pritchard did in the offseason to get these guys in yeah. was huge. Especially, I mean, they, they should win it this year after just trading cash for TJ Warren. What if we we might need to knock him down a little bit because they brought in too many good players. We don't know what to do and with them And they didn't now. move TJ Leaf. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. All right, Sam Presti's our executive there it is. here. <laughs> just playing. And then third, I have James Jones from the Suns for handing us TJ Warren. So Amen. those yeah. are my top three executives. I'm sure there are other guys that we could put there. But uh, do you have any disagreements with my list no I, I like all of it that's a good list yeah and then we have all pacers favorite player of the year oh content wise do you have any guess who this might be content wise yeah sabonis sabonis is number one um then brogdon yep brogdon number two and then warren yeah well i'm i didn't want to put warren so jeremy's list is warren third place is oladipo content oh, yeah. wise so those I are was, I was going through all the game recaps. I was like, who gets the picture most often? I know, dude. Well, it's a bonus by far. <laughs> but I wasn't great. thinking all the injury updates and stuff from Oladipo. Yeah, so the MVP, I don't have the numbers right in front of me because I have it in my notebook. But Sabonis has over 20 MVPs nice. for all Pacers so far. And second place is Brogdon with like eight. Also notable last night. First time there's been yeah. no MVP. I almost put a picture of me. <laughs> I was like, you know, oh, I could still, you, you know, could. there's still time. Yeah. I don't know how people would react to that. They're like, oh, this is just a joke page. So, yeah, those are our, uh, those are our mid-season awards for the Pacers. Mm-hmm. And hopefully come postseason, we'll have some more and yeah. it'll be good. Maybe we'll have finals MVP in there too. Yeah. But who knows? <laughs> I put 10 cents on the Pacers to win the championship this year, which nice. will pay out $10 Ooh. if they win. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I don't feel good about it. Nah. <laughs> But who knows, man? Who knows? Who knows? We definitely have talent. And the negative side is we have TJ Leaf. True. <laughs> no. Actually, no. We, we probably won't win this year. But there's always next year. And this this has been a fun season so far. Oh, yeah. And we're only halfway through. So, well, kind of. We're almost done. <laughs> we're all, we kind of are. What we've, the heck? How did that happen? We've so been fast? doing midseason stuff for a month. <laughs> we have, haven't we? <laughs> so, anyway, let's wrap this up, Jeremy. Do you have anything else you'd like to add? No, I think we covered it all. Everybody keep your chin up. Like, we got time still. Yeah. Don't raise your chin up too much to where, like, you hurt your neck. Right. You don't want to look down your nose at people. That's yeah. That's, that's not nice. It's yeah, not cool. That's just like you're better than them, and you don't want people to think that you're better than right. them. Right. Blue collar, gold swagger. Yep. Just do your thing. <laughs> and then go work in the mines, the limestone mines. What? <laughs> all right. We're getting out of here. Uh, for Jack, this is Jeremy. We'll see you guys later. Peace out.
it's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent.